Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Praise God. We're going to uh, jump right into the Word here just uh, because of the time element here a little bit. Uh, but we're going to stay in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Amen. Now, do you have ears to hear today? All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, please. And I believe we'll go down to verse 9 uh, just for sake of time here. And... Uh, we uh, last week kind of dove into this text a little bit more in depth, and, um, but I'm just going to kind of grab a piece of it and then kind of use it as a, a springboard into what we have for you today. And what we have been doing over the last, um, well, since the beginning of the year, been talking about uh, this, you know, this is a year of the overcomer. This is a year, amen, that uh, we, uh, according to the, you know, the word of the Lord, that it's our year to overcome. Amen, because we are overcomers, praise God. And so we've been um, every week kind of coming at you in a different way, kind of talking about really the, uh, just kind of putting tools in your tool belt, so to speak, concerning overcoming, things that it takes to do that. And yesterday, or probably last Sunday, we started talking about some things about the Spirit of God, amen, about the Spirit of God wanting to reveal things, wanting to show you things, amen. And uh, so we kind of, in a sense, maybe in a, in a little bit in a sense here, kind of doing a, uh, a mini-series in the midst of a series. So we'll talk, we're going to talk some for the next uh, couple, few weeks, whatever, uh, things about the Holy Spirit and the importance of the Holy Spirit in our life, amen, because um, how many know the Holy Spirit is of God? Yeah. Amen. And so the Word says that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, praise God. In other words, our faith not only in God, but our faith in that which is of God, amen. So putting your faith in the tools that God has given us, praise God. And one of them, of course, is uh, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, amen, the helper, praise God, to help you and me. And so as we've talked about, and in fact, let's just jump in verse 9. Uh, again, it says, as it is written, of course, this is a quote out of Isaiah, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things, everybody say things, the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Now this, of course, is a quote, an old covenant quote. And he says, you know, the eye hadn't seen it, ear hadn't heard it, nor has entered into the heart of man some things. There's things out there that God has prepared, has made ready, amen, for His people. There are things, everybody say things. See, there are things, all right? There are things. I want my thing. You got your thing. We all want our thing. Come on. There are things, amen, that are out there that God has prepared for us. And it says, you know, I hadn't seen it, ear hadn't heard it, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them. But verse 10 says, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. Things are being revealed. Amen. Maybe at one time I hadn't seen it or, hadn't heard, or you know, hadn't heard it. But guess what? God's revealing those things to us. Amen. Through His Spirit, praise God. Now, if you, uh, just for um, some definition, we did a little bit of this last week, but let's do it again this week. The word things uh, just means all manner of things or whatsoever, all form of uh, declension, I think is how it's pronounced, but it just means anything that could be anything from insignificant to things that are hard to accept. Because there are some things sometimes it's just insignificant things or you might see it as insignificant, but God doesn't see it as insignificant. If you're in need of that insignificant thing, then bless the Lord, you better have that thing. 
If it's something that's even hard to accept, God says there are things that maybe your mind doesn't want to accept, but yet if you press in, you'll find out that thing is for you. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And it might, your eye might not have ever seen it. Your ear maybe never heard it. And it maybe never crossed, you know, jumped in there, your heart. But praise God, there are things, hallelujah, that are even hard to accept in the natural thing, naturally thinking, amen, that are for you and me, praise God. Amen. A lot of things that God did, how I many know there's a lot of things, a lot of miracles and signs and wonders that happened that it kind of, nobody ever thought of that. I mean, you know, to stand in front of a sea and lift, you know, lift a, uh, you know, the rod and, and see a sea part, who would have thought of that? Right? Everybody would have thought, you know, if we're supposed to get across there, we either got to go around it or go get a boat. Right? God says, ah, we don't need a boat. Let's just make it part. All right? I mean, we can go on and on, signs and wonders. Amen. The things that Jesus did. Amen. The, the dead being raised. Amen. Uh, blind eyes open. Amen. Deaf ears. Amen. Unstopped. Praise God. All kinds of things and miracles and signs and wonders that happened that most of the time, most people couldn't fathom it. But yet God said, these are things for you. In fact, in that chapter there, uh, chapter 2, I believe it's like around verse 12, it says that these are things, amen, freely given to us by God. Amen. Well, if there are things freely given to us, well, I don't want to miss out on that. I don't want to miss out on that. So I want those things, amen. So he said there are things being revealed, amen. So what does that word revealed mean? Well, it means uh, things that are uncovered or exposed or made known. It means to bring into the light, okay? It means to bring it into view, amen. Literally, as you begin to look at this word reveal, it means to, to literally see the unseen, all right? And that's important because the limitation that we have in most cases is our own natural senses, our own natural seeing, in fact, chapter, uh, same chapter in verse 14 brings out the fact that the natural man can't grab hold of it because they're too busy trying to be moved by the senses. So God's trying to show things and reveal things, bring things into the light, uh, you know, bring things into view for you, but we're too busy trying to look with these eyes, and what happens is we limit ourselves because our natural mind won't grab hold of it. But God says, I want you to have this, so we're going to have to figure out, amen, that there are things that are unseen, amen, that are ours, and we, for whatever it's worth, if you can see it, you can have it. So we just have to be able to see it. So obviously he's not talking about these eyes. So what's he talking about? Well, uh, Ephesians 1 talks about the eyes of our understanding, amen. And so uh, we're going to go uh, to Ephesians 1. Let's go to Ephesians 1. And we're going to talk about this receiving it. Amen. Seeing the unseen. Praise God. Literally, uh, things being revealed. Amen. And the Spirit of God doing the work. Amen. Now, how many believe in the Holy Ghost? Amen. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Amen. Some people, you know, however they want to word it. But uh, the Holy Spirit is there, praise God, to help you and me. So my thought is, if the Holy Spirit is available to help, then I do not want to quench Him, not one bit. 
Come on, somebody. I want him to be able to help in every way that he's, he's wanting to help. Praise God. I don't want to turn away from him. I don't want to ignore him. I don't want to uh, somehow or another shut it down uh, by quenching the spirit. Amen. I want to be able to receive all that he has for me. Praise God. Amen. So Ephesians 1, and we're going to go, I believe, to uh, verse 15 is where we'll start. Let me get to it in my Bible here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, let's grab hold of it. it. All right, now here we go. Praise God. Verse 15 says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and uh, your love for all the saints. Now remember, this is Paul, uh, by the inspiration of the Spirit of God, has written a letter, amen, to the church at Ephesus. All right? And he goes on to say, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So what's happened is this is a, uh, we call it, uh, you know, one of Paul's prayers. Okay, there's multiple ones. You got some in a, a couple of them in Ephesians. You got one in Colossians, you know. You got multiple places in there where Paul uh, literally wrote out his prayer, what he was praying for them, all right? Now that's key, all right? That's key. So if, he's, if he can pray it, then you can pray it. If he says, you know, if he's by the inspiration of the Spirit of God is, is, is telling us that we can receive this, then we can receive this. And if he prayed that for others, you can pray that for others or pray that for yourself. All right. Are we OK? All right. Because it's key. All right. So uh, verse 17, praying this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you, here we go, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That's how it starts. Amen. That He would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Amen. Now just say this with me. Lord, I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of You. Now that wasn't difficult, was it? Somebody said, well, I just never know what's going to, how am I ever going to, well, then here's a good way to start. Lord, I thank you, amen, that you are giving me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, praise God. I receive it, amen. Now, last week, we talked about wisdom. We spent quite a bit of time actually talking about wisdom because in that text there in 1 Corinthians, he talks about, you know, two kinds of wisdom. All right. There's the wisdom from above and there's the wisdom from beneath. Come on, somebody. In other words, man's wisdom or human wisdom, or we even calls it the wisdom of this age. All right. Now, that's not God's wisdom. Come on. Now, a lot of people are pressing in uh, for human wisdom. Come on now. But the problem with human wisdom is it has a tendency to hang us up here and there because it's all based on the senses. It's all based on the natural all based on what we see with our natural eyes and with our natural, hear with our natural ears and how we, we process things based on our natural means. Are you still with me? And James brings out, as we brought, uh, talked about last week, amen, that, that definitely there is, there is a difference between the wisdom from above and the wisdom from beneath. Not just in its source, but in its results. Still with me? Amen. So here he's talking about that he's given us the spirit of wisdom. I like that. Just another way to say it. He's given us the spirit of wisdom. Amen. And 
revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now this word revelation is the same word that we talked about earlier out of 1 Corinthians 2. All right, again, praise God. It means to uncover, to expose, to make known, to bring into the light or to bring into view. Amen. Literally, to see the unseen. He's given us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. All right? In the knowledge of Him. Now, the word here, uh, knowledge or knowledge of Him, uh, brings out, uh, talks about uh, basically His perspective on things. All right? His perspective, His thought uh, concerning things. All right? His discernment about things. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you, if you look at uh, Ephesians 1 all the way through, if we took the time and we read all the way through it, you'd see that this, the, whole con, the whole context of this is dealing with who you are in God, what you have in God, where you're going in God, your purpose in God, what you can have when you're with God, amen, what you can draw from God. Come on. It's all about, amen, what God has done for you. Praise God. And he says, listen, God wants you to understand it. God wants you to grab hold of it. God wants to show you this. And the more you see it, the more it comes to pass in your life. The more you see it, the more you can have it. If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. And so he's trying to get us to see. Amen. And then he goes on into verse 18 and tells you how. Praise God. Why? And how? By the eyes of your understanding. So we know he's not talking about the natural eyes. So he's talking about the eyes of our understanding. All right, the eyes of our understanding being, here we go, enlightened, illuminated, able to see, made to see is what that word means. Amen. So he's trying to, amen, by the Spirit. Remember, it's, it's a work of the Spirit. So it ain't by the physical eyes. Now, listen, he's not telling you to shut your eyes and drive blind. Come on now. But he's trying to say this. Don't live your life based on these eyes only. God's trying to get us to receive revelation, to see things that we wouldn't normally see. Come on now. See, it's about revelation and not just information. It's about revelation and not just education. That's right. Nothing wrong with education, nothing wrong with information. But the problem is, see, we have a tendency to lean more on the natural senses than we do the spiritual senses. Are you still with me? All right. God's trying to show us things. He's trying to open the eyes of our understanding. Amen. Now, the word understanding means deep thought. It means imagination. Okay. It refers to a, 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 a process of thought, but it's dealing with more than just the normal mind. All right. He's dealing with, praise God, amen, deep thought. He's talking about literally that subconscious realm, amen. Talking about the imagination. How many know the imagination was given to you for a purpose? A lot of people get, get weirded out when you talk about the imagination, but the Bible has plenty to talk about it. Imagination was a God-given gift, amen. The problem is, is we use it for the wrong reasons. So what happens, because we've used it for the wrong reasons, uh, then we have a tendency to just kind of negate it, thinking that, well, you know, I better not go down that road, better not use that, because I always, I always get in trouble with that thing. Well, God says, I designed that. 
That's how I'm wanting to show you things. He's wanting to open the eyes of your understanding. Amen. There are things that God wants to reveal to you, things that God wants to uncover, things that God wants to show, things that God wants to bring into the light. There are ways, uh, the ways of God that are there for you and me. And if we will grab hold of it, praise God, we can begin to walk in a higher place. Hallelujah. Begin to think in a higher place. We can begin to walk our walk in a higher place. Amen. Going higher, going deeper, the way we were designed to operate, praise God. Can I hear a big amen? amen? Here we are, children of God, with all of God at our disposal, and we're still trying to live like the world. And I ain't just talking about carnality in the sense of sin or darkness. I'm talking about just flat, just live and think like the world thinks. Hello. We limit God in our homes. We limit God in our, our families. We limit God in our finance. We limit God in our health. We limit God because one person said something. We think that's the way it is. And we're not against professionals in any way, shape, or form. But I am telling you this. No matter what has been said or what we've seen or what has been done, in God all things are possible. Yeah. Amen. So what God's trying to do is show us things by the eyes of our understanding. Bring things into the light. Amen. Trying to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, hallelujah, in the knowledge of Him. His ways, His perspective, how He does things, and how He wants to do for you. All right. Because that's, that's necessary here with where we're going today. All right. The eyes of your understanding, being enlightened. Here we go that you may know. He's wanting you to come into, come into the light, so to speak. He wants you to come into a different understanding. He wants to open the eyes of your understanding so you can know something. Now, this word know means to ascertain by seeing. Uses also words like... Uh, um, well, let me give it to you here. Let's see if I even got the Greek word for you. Maybe that'd sound important if I do that. Ido. That's a hard one. E-I-D-O. I think it's pronounced Ido. And it just means to ascertain by seeing. In other words, see the unseen. Come on. It means to perceive, to be aware, and to understand. Makes sense, right? But I love that. To ascertain by seeing. See, if you can see it, you can have it. All right? If you can see it, you can have it, all right? If you can see it, you can receive it. You can do it. You can be that. If you can see it, all right? He's trying to get you to see it. Because if you can see it in that unseen realm, if you can start seeing it, you can begin to have it. Amen. All right. So he goes on to say, amen, that you may know, which is going to be a key word here, that you may know, what's the first one he says here, what is the hope of his calling? Okay, now let's keep this in mind. There are things God's trying to bring you into. Now, I'm going to kind of take this, I'm going to spin her in a, a certain direction here in a minute, but I want, I want, I want to kind of come at this and, and, and kind of show you, amen, there is a whole lot more out there than you think there is. Okay? That you may know what is the hope or the expectation of His calling, of His invitation, His invite, His bidding, Okay? It means a bidding to, to things forward or bidding to things higher. Hallelujah. 
See, he's calling you forward, calling you higher, yes. and there's an invite to do it. Yes. He just gotta, he, you just got you just gotta see that that invite's for you. All right, and if you expect, amen, the hope of his calling, if you will know the hope, the expectation of his calling in your life, you'll begin to move toward it. Yes. It means you got purpose. Too many Christians are just bumping along. Listen, we're, no, we're not condemning anybody, but I'm thinking you got purpose. You got calling. And why do you want to be like everybody in the world? Why do you want to be like somebody that doesn't have God? When you got all of God at your disposal. The scriptures are clear. You got all of heaven's resources at your disposal. Am I in the right house? Yes. Maybe my mic ain't on. Okay. The eyes we understand being enlightened. We want you to know something. We want you to, to grab hold of this. We want you to see it. We want you to ascertain, grab hold of this by seeing it. We want you to know. Because when you know that you know that you know that you know, you got it. Most of the time, the only reason we miss out on some breakthroughs and miracles in our life is we don't settle it. We don't come to the place of knowing it's ours. Amen. We still have a question mark. We still struggle with it. And somebody says, well, they start quoting you the word. You go, well, yeah, I know that. Well, obviously you don't. Come on, somebody. And again, no condemnation. There ain't no, no shame, no, uh, you know, no, uh, you know, no guilt on that. We're not trying to hold anything over your head. We're just saying, listen, sometimes if you, if you understand that I'm struggling, there's still a major question mark. Well, then let's just get the question answered. So you can get your breakthrough. So you can get your healing. So you can get your manifestation. So you can get, praise God, the provision or whatever it is you're standing for. Get that thing turned around, that relationship turned around, that marriage, that family, whatever it is. Amen. When you know that you know that you know no devil in hell can take it from you. Amen. I guarantee you when you know that you know that you know no circumstance will knock you off it. When you know that you know that you know nobody can talk you out of it. Whew. Look at your neighbor and says, you better be a knower. All right. Know what is the hope of his calling and also know what are the riches of the glory of his, inherit, of his inheritance in the saints. That's you and me. So we're the saints. That's you and me, the children of God. And he, by, if you read it backwards, we're the saints. We are his inheritance. And he wants us to know the riches or the wealth or the value, that word means, of the glory, means that which basically permeates and oozes out glory. He wants you to know the riches, the value, amen, the wealth of the glory of his inheritance in you. He wants you to understand not only you got purpose, not only you got things ahead, not only can you expect greater things ahead, but you have to understand, and he wants you to know your value. As I was meditating on this, the Spirit of God 
kind of kept bringing that word glory back up to me. And it just, the word glory in itself means weighty and, and means just something that just you, just, you just can't even like, you can't even contain it. And he just, he's talking about the wealth of the glory that's in you. How he views you and sees in you. See, it isn't just the fact that he values you just for the sake of you. But you have to understand, he values your purpose. He values what you can do, what you're capable of doing. See, it's through you, praise God, that that glory, you're the light, see? You're the light. You're children of the light. And you have light. Everywhere you go, you bring light. Amen. You're the salt. You're the difference maker. And God says, if you would know your value... You would never stop. Man, nobody gets bored when they know who they are in Christ. Nobody gets bored. Somebody says, I don't know what to do with my life. Do you know Jesus? Yeah. Are you going somewhere? I don't know. You want to just go. Somebody said, Pastor, you're so mean. No, I said, man, if you, knew what you, if you knew that you got things ahead for you and knew, praise God, that you're a, there's things in you that only you can do out there, praise God. Things in you that that person out there, the only one they'll even remotely listen to is you. There's things in you that can be done that are only going to happen through you. If you knew your value, if you could see that, you would never be bored with your walk in God. Yeah. Woo! Are you drinking? Taking it in? Okay, you're going to know what the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. Verse 19 now, let's kick it in the next verse. And to know this, what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe? He wants you to be able to see that. He wants you to ascertain by seeing it. You need to know His power that's toward you, that's available for you, and all you need to do is believe it. Power, dunamis, or dunamis, so I guess depending on... You know, I guess who's doing it. So anyway, dynamis is how I usually look at it. And it just means uh, miracle working power. It means a force, but it means a to be possible force, meaning all things are possible. This word here says it's a power that all things are possible. So that power, he wants you to know the exceeding greatness of that power. He wants you to be able to see it. And if you can see it with the eyes of your understanding, you can have it. The exceeding greatness of His power, that's what? Toward us. He's not holding back from us. It's toward us. You say, well, well, I just wish God would do it. And I, just, I just understand why I won't do it. Because you ain't seen it yet. If you could see it, you'd have it. You wouldn't, there wouldn't be no question mark. You wouldn't be questioning why God ain't moving. Or where's God when you need Him? None of that stuff would come up if you would see that. Listen, listen. And so he said, well, Pastor, I want to see it. Then let's do what Paul did. Lord, open the eyes eyes of my understanding. I want to see it by your spirit. Amen. Give me the spirit of wisdom 
and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of my understanding that I might know these things. Praise God. That ain't hard. Does anybody in this house believe in prayer? Does anybody believe in God? The presence of God. Do you believe you have access to the throne of God? Do you believe in angels? Do you believe in heaven? Do you believe in hell? Got a little weaker on that one. But you're not going to hell. You're going to heaven. So we can, you know, okay. We'll not focus on hell. So we'll go to heaven. Hallelujah. Anybody going to heaven? All right. So you believe in God. You believe, uh, you know, in, in heaven. You believe in the angels of God. I believe in the Spirit of God. Yes. And, 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 and I asked earlier, too, you believe in prayer. Yes. So the Word says that His ears are open to your prayer. Yes. Come on now. The Word says this, that in 1 John, that you can come with confidence. Amen. Amen. You can come with confidence, and He'll hear you, praise God. And, and what's, amen, if you, and if you're confident that He hears you, then it says that you can have because you're confident that He hears. Now, the point being made is this. I want the eyes of my understanding opened. Well, how do I do that? Well, you ask. Start asking. Lord, open my eyes. The eyes of my inner man. Open the eyes of my understanding. I want to see things. I want to ascertain by seeing it. I want to I grab. I want to know that you're good. Amen. I want to taste and see that you're good. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, a lot of people, they, they want to go around and they want to, um, you know, they got information about the Bible. Uh, you know, they, they've been educated about the Bible. Come on, somebody. And all that's good. We, it's good to have good information. It's good to, you know, it's good to have doctrine, good, solid doctrine. Um, but, you know, a lot of people uh, go on and never receive from God and have doctrine. And they have information. And they even have education. But until you have revelation, there's no manifestation. You stole my line? You've been looking in my notes. I'm just saying. So this starts explaining... Okay, why we, you know, we know what the Bible says, we see that, and then we start having these question marks saying, well, why are we not seeing it? Why are we not partaking of it? Why is it not in manifestation in my life? And you say, well, the Bible says this, and the Bible says that, and, the Bible, and I'm glad you know what the Bible says, because you've got to renew your mind to that. Come on, somebody. But I want to do more than just renew the mind. I want to be able to start seeing the unseen. I want the eyes of my understanding, amen, to be illuminated, amen. Uh, multiple places, you know, um, you know, Jesus, um, in fact, uh, I think I'll jump into this and then we'll come back up. Okay, so let's go to the John, uh, is it John, um, what did I give you there, John 3, John 13, John 13. Put that on the board real quick, because I think this is a good place to throw it in here. Jesus, knowing that the Father... Everybody say knowing. knowing. That means to ascertain by seeing. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hand, and that He had come from God and was going to God. And just earlier, He said He also knew the hour that He was in. Come on. Now, the point being is this. Jesus knew who He was, 
knew where he was going, knew where he came from, knew his purpose. Come on, somebody. Amen. Put, uh, put John 5 and uh, 19, I believe it is. Put that up there. All right. And Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. He was flesh and blood, just like you and me. And he said, of himself, he can do nothing. But what he, here we go, sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Later on in the chapter, he even says, I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it. So the whole thing, Jesus operated his ministry Amen. And how many believe his ministry was successful? Amen. He operated his ministry based on listening to the Father and seeing things. How did he see it? How did he know to raise that one from the dead and not the other one? How did he know when to walk on the water and when not to? How did he know when to spit and make a mud ball and smear it in some blind eyes guy or whether just to lay hands on him? How did he know that? Because when he did what he saw and said what he heard, it always worked. He could come to a location, minister to one person, walk away, even though everybody else around there was sick. And there were times he would come onto a location and heal everybody that was there. There were times he'd go in and minister unto people and couldn't do much because of the unbelief that was there. And yet at times do things like raising the dead. Amen. Come on. Speaking unto uh, even a tree. And commanding it to dry up and it would. Amen. But he didn't speak to every tree. The point being, he saw things. And what he saw, he went and did. It is no different than you and me. Joshua, the word says, was a man full of the spirit of wisdom. And the scripture says God instructed him on who he was, what he was capable of, what he was going to do, and how to do it. And then they all head over to Jericho And before anything happens, he said, see, See. I've given all of this into your hands. That city is going down. The word says, see, and that's exact. He saw, and all he did was turn around and do what he saw. The Lord also talked to him, and he did, amen, what the Lord told him to say or whatever, amen. The point is, all right. It isn't no different. It still works that way for you and me. There are so many things that God is trying to lead us and direct us. He wants to show you. And if you will let him show you, you might be amazed at how many breakthroughs you get. You might be amazed at how many miracles you see happen. You might be amazed at what begins to transpire. You might be amazed at what you don't give heed to anymore. thinking of uh, 2 Kings, um, the prophet of God, Elisha, Elisha the prophet, um, him and his servant were in, 
you know, I guess probably, you know, spent the night wherever they were at. And so uh, the servant in the morning gets up and goes outside, probably go get his coffee. Yeah. Whatever. Amen. Heading down to Starbucks or something. And uh, anyway, uh, so he's probably going to get, the, you know, the, the prophet, you know, probably coffee too. If he's a good, good servant, he'd do that. And uh, anyway, so anyway, he gets up to go out. And when he walks out, he's confronted by a whole, basically a whole regiment of soldiers, some a horseback and whatever, but there's, and what it is, the Syrian, the king of Syria sent a regiment to go collect the prophet because every time the king would try to, you know, sneak around and go do something to Jerusalem or wherever, you know, to the children of Israel, the prophet of God would pick up on it by the Spirit because the Spirit was showing him things. Come on, somebody. And he would tell ahead of time, and every time they got there, and they got mad. Well, who'd have thought? So they got mad, so they said, until we get rid of that guy, we can't sneak around and do anything. So they sent an army out to go get that guy. Amen. And so the, the servant comes out of the house, and he goes, whoa. He goes back in, sir, I think we got us a problem. Houston, we got a problem. And so anyway... The prophet of God looks up, pokes his head out, and, no, we ain't got no problem. Huh? We ain't got a problem. Uh, we got a problem. We are surrounded. The prophet of God said this, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And you can imagine, you know, the little, the servant, you know, going... Come on, because by the natural eyes, he's limited because of what he's seeing with his eyes. So he obviously had a look on his face, you know, and the prophet of God said, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see what I see. Amen. Wasn't by the natural. Amen. But by the spirit he saw then, all of a sudden he looked out and the hills were covered with angelic hosts. And at that moment, serving the guys just like, now that's what I'm talking about. I knew it all along. Uh-huh. God's good. He wouldn't let me down. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Come on now. See, because when you see, you can have. Because when you see what he's trying to let you see, there's no more fear. There's no more panic. There's no more doubt. There's no more unbelief. Because when you see it, when you see the invisible, you can have the, uh, you can have the impossible. You can do the impossible. If you can see, we said this last week, if you can see what the average man cannot see, you will do what the average man will never do. If you can see what the average man will not see, then you can be what the average man will never be. If you can see what the average man will never see, you can completely receive all that that natural man will never receive. 1 Corinthians says the natural man will never receive it because they're limited by the senses. They're limited by the natural. They're more moved by these eyes. That's why he even says that your faith, you've got to walk by faith, not by sight. Talking about these natural eyes. Otherwise, you won't ever walk by faith. 
You can buffalo yourself all day long that you're walking by faith. But when you're all moved by what you see, you're not walking by faith. So you limit the potential that you have in God. Let's go back now to, uh, go back to uh, uh, Ephesians 1. Let's go to that verse 19 again. Ephesians 1 and 19. So he wants you to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Now he's not just talking about any, I guess if you could even say this, I don't even know if it's even, he ain't talking about like some, you know, just some natural power. He says it's according to something. The power he's talking about is according to something. In fact, let's see, I thought maybe I might have wrote in my notes or in my Bible, maybe probably was in my Bible. Amen. That word uh, there, according to, means as demonstrated. So he wants us to know the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe as demonstrated by the working of his mighty power. Here we go, verse 20. Not just any power. It's the power He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in heavenly places. What He's trying to say is, I want you to see the exceeding greatness of that power. The things that look impossible, if you connect to this power, it will never be impossible. He wants us to connect to the things nobody believed that he was going to be raised. Even his own disciples struggled with that. Every one of his disciples uh, denied him. Every one of them. It wasn't just Judas. They all denied him. They all tucked tail and ran. If they would have known, they would have saw that, they wouldn't have wimped out. They would have just said, we're right here with you the whole way. Or Whatever. Put themselves out there. I'm just saying, but they never saw that. And even though Jesus told them, they had the information. Jesus wasn't, Jesus didn't hold nothing back. He let them know he was going to die and on the third day be raised again. He told them that. He gave them the information. He tried to educate them with it. Come on. He tried to somehow, he did through parables and things, try to somehow explain, amen, that the king was here, not the way they saw a king should be, but how God saw the king should be. Come on, somebody. Showed him through signs and wonders and miracles, and yet when the going got tough because they couldn't see it with the, with the, the, or you couldn't see it with the natural eye, they couldn't grab hold of it, amen, with their inner eye. I'm telling you, what happened was they struggled then. So when the time came, they all ran. Are you still with me? So I want more than just head knowledge. I want more than just the information. I want more than, and than just education. I want more than just a doctrine. I want to be able to see it. I want to, in, my, in the, the eyes of my understanding, to grasp to ascertain it by seeing it, praise God, so it can never be taken from me again. There's a difference in her between logos and rhema. Both of them mean, both of them when you define it in English is word, W-O-R-D, word. But one means a word that's, that's been revealed. That's rhema. 
The other one just means an inspired word, something that was spoke and declared. It was inspirational. Come on, somebody. It was a God-breathed word. But everybody that got a revelation, it wasn't just a a God-breathed word anymore. It became a word made to breathe. Your sword is actually rhema. Not logos. It's rhema. So when you pull a rhema sword, it does damage. You pull a logo sword, nothing wrong. You know, you want to, you want to get it out, you want to start working it and all that, but, but, but you might have a bunch of question marks afterwards. But when it's a rhema revealed word, no devil in hell can stand against it. Because nobody can take it from you. You still with me? And so this he's talking about not only if you kind of back up here to like verse uh, 18 again, back it up and we'll kind of start closing with this. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope, the expectation of his invitation, his calling. He's bidding you forward, calling you forward, calling you upward. Amen. What are the riches, the wealth, amen, the value of the glory of His inheritance in you as the saints, amen, to understand your value, not only in just who you are to God, but what your purpose and calling and all that you're called to do, amen, in those days ahead, moving forward, praise God, being a difference maker, the light and the salt, praise God. See your value, and then the next one again, and also to know, praise God, the exceeding greatness of His power, amen, that's toward you who believe. Any believers in the house? That power's toward you. And if you can know that, if you can grab hold of that, you can see that. Praise God, the same miracle working power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him at His own right hand. Praise God, that same power is available for you and me. Why? Because we need that to overcome. Praise God. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a good God we serve. Amen. Amen. There are things being revealed to you and me. Things. The scripture even talks about new things, innovative things being released for you and me. Hallelujah. So how do we get our eyes to see? Wow, I need to do the sermon again. You ask. That's how it starts. You ask. Amen. And you believe that you receive. You ask. Amen. Lord, give me eyes to see. Hallelujah. Open the eyes of my understanding. Enlighten them. Praise God. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of my understanding. Hallelujah. Enlighten my eyes that they might see what I need to see by the spirit of God. Amen. That's where it starts. Isn't that complicated? Man, that's complicated, isn't it? I said, that's just so complicated. It ain't complicated, but most people won't do it because I just don't make sense. Just ask. Well, I'm just asking God to do it. He's already done it. Almost most, most of the things that you ask God to do, He's already done. You're asking God to heal you. The Word says He's already healed you. You're asking God to provide. He's already provided. You're asking God to deliver. He's already delivered you. But you got to see it. 
you got to grab hold of it. See it by the eyes of your understanding. And you won't have to beg God to try to do something he's already done. Because if you can see it, you can have it. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, if you can see it, you can have it. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a praise one more time. Amen. Watch y'all stand up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think we'll call her quits on that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Got some more things we'll talk about next week, but uh, uh, praise the Lord. Aren't you glad for the Holy Ghost? I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, I just, I think about just, you know, the fact that just letting God breathe into you every day, just doing, acknowledging God, let Him breathe into you every day. Amen. Just, man, just ask. I mean, that's, that's, a, that, that's a declaration. That, you know, I mentioned earlier, it's one of Paul's prayers. And I always just, you know, in our house, we, we grab those prayers and we use them. Uh, it's, I mean, just take the word, you know, and just, uh, you know, even if you got to hold your Bible in front of you, you don't necessarily have to have it memorized. Just hold the Bible and say, Lord, right here, Paul prayed this, so bless God I'm praying that right now. I thank you and praise you right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you and that you're opening the eyes of my understanding that they might be enlightened. Praise God that I might know these things. So praise the Lord, I'm glad I am knowing these things. Open the eyes of my understanding. That wasn't difficult. The Word says this, it says even later on the, in one of the other prayers uh, in Ephesians there, he says that, that, that God is uh, not to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think according to that which is at work in you. In other words, if you can get it working in you, you can have it. Amen. And it's not complicated. He didn't make any of it complicated. It's confined. In other words, this is the way it works. Can't go over here and try this or try this, trying to get it to work. This is how it works. And if you lock on to it, you stay with it, you can get results. That's the name of the game, isn't it? Isn't it getting the results? Hallelujah. Father, I want results. Hallelujah. Father, I give you praise and glory and honor. Thank you for this people today. They had ears to hear and a heart to receive. And I give you praise. You are opening the eyes of our understanding. Hallelujah. Illuminating. Hallelujah. Enlighten us. Praise God. Made to see. Hallelujah. Make us. Hallelujah. The men and women of God that we are destined to be. Walking it out in its entirety. Hallelujah. Fulfilling our callings. Fulfilling our destiny. Praise God. Walking with purpose. Hallelujah. Knowing, praise God, that you are there. Never leaving us nor forsaking us. Hallelujah. On our side. Praise God. And all of heaven's resources are at our disposal. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.